With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Welcome to episode 78 of the Celtic Exchange Weekly. This is Tino and this week I'm joined by Paddy and James following a weekend where Celtic completely dominated the Glasgow Derby to pull five points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership. It's been a perfect start to the season with seven wins from seven, but we now head into a different ballpark altogether with their Champions League campaign kicking off this week against Real Madrid. Paddy, a big weekend there and some pretty big games coming up. It's an enjoyable time to be a Celtic fan. I, I think... Uh... Do I said the other day? It's an unbelievable time to be alive. Absolutely. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Absolutely great, brilliant. Great interview. Yep. yep. James, really powerful performance against Rangers. Are you annoyed it was only four? Somewhat, you know, because um, it could have been more, it could have been three or four, in, sorry, it could have been four in the first half um, or could, more. Could have been three at half time. It could have been, should have been. So yeah, I was going for six, two. I'll take the margin as correct, but not the uh, the score. So anybody has got to be happy with, with four now. But it was very expected, you know, and I, I I don't mean that in a cocky, arrogant way. Going into that, you're just looking at all the form. I think there was real false reads on that PSV result they had because they just weren't at it at all. And we are absolutely at it just now. Yeah, we definitely are. So it's another busy show ahead today and we'll get things started by taking a closer look at Saturday's 4-0 hammering of Rangers as Celtic maintained their 100% start to the league campaign. The transfer window closed at midnight on Thursday and we'll look at the impressive business that Celtic have carried out over the summer. We'll also then take a quick look at our midweek win over Ross County in the Premier Sports League Cup before we can then get really excited at what's up next for Celtic as Karim Benzema and co come calling this week on match day one of this season's Champions League. And finally, we'll take a look at the weekend's home fixture with Livingston as Ange swaps pit in his wits with Carlo Ancelotti with going toe-to-toe with David Martindale. <laughs> How the mighty will fall. Okay, so let's get things started with that display of domination by Celtic on Saturday as we hit four without reply and took a five-point lead at the top of the table after just six games. James, it kind of picks up on your point there. Sometimes you get into these games in hope rather than expectation, but there was a genuine confidence going into this one that if we played the way we know we can, then there was only going to be one outcome. Yeah, some, something's changed at Celtic, something's clicked. You know, it's now it's now Angie's team, Angie's players, Angie's system, Angie's training, and it's all working and there'll be challenges and there'll be slips and all that kind of stuff but by and large this is how it's going to be for this season it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to keep up that relentless pressure but it's looking good it's a case as well of you know we see the the fruits of the players labour Paddy we, you know we, we see all the good stuff you know we see it clicking together we see the brilliant goals the the fast play the interchange we're not seeing all the hard work going on behind the scenes and they must be putting on a hell of a shift to produce these levels yeah 100% I, I think that the I mean <laughs> We drum on about we never stop, but like I've never, I've never watched this play like ninety minutes. We were relentless on Saturday. Rangers just generally couldn't breathe against us. They they they, they didn't know what to do. Um, we were quick off the map with absolutely everything. Everything the urgency is just incredible, and that comes from a heavy hard drilling um, pre-season and training just continuing to to remain at that high standard. And obviously, yeah, we've not been playing uh, twice a week. That will have been so beneficial for us going into these months ahead. I really do think that. And, you know, what we're, we're all talking last week, like, let's have a good game against Rangers. We're, we're all fairly, I think, fairly confident is okay to say because I generally believe that, yeah, we know we're a better team than them. But then we were all saying, and we'll see how we go on on Tuesday, the attitude towards the game on Tuesday has <laughs> changed something else because why not? Why yeah. not? That that that's incredible football from us on Saturday. And, yeah, let's go for it tomorrow night. Yeah, and I don't think Ange will allow his players or the fans to 
to confuse confidence and arrogance. There's a, a, a stark difference between the two. And I think it's okay to believe in what you're doing and go into any game of football with a, a belief in your system and that confidence that we've seen in recent times. You cannot just turn up and perform the way Celtic have been performing. And this is uh, still a work in progress, but it's it's an indication of you know the 12 months plus that we've had with, with Andrew in the training field. And you use the term, James, it's just clicking at the moment. Yeah, it's different. That's the thing. It's really different for me. And to your point, Paddy, about the attitude changing, it really has, you know, by about kind of half past or one by one o'clock on Saturday afternoon, you're going, right, Tuesday. <laughs> so you're starting to look at it, you're going, yeah. it's, I remember Rogers in Europe and Champions League stuff, and you're just going, first of all, it's honking, mm-hmm. but you can't learn anything from it. You're going, you know, what, what can we really do about this when you're getting absolute thousands off a of PSG? It, it just doesn't, I mean, come back to me Wednesday, but it doesn't feel like we're getting into this with, without a plan. Rogers generally, for the first time ever, I would say he was disorganised in Europe, you know, disorganised for Celtic because he didn't seem to have a plan for playing against PSG. He had a new ideology about playing out for the back and it obviously didn't work without because the guys weren't used to it. We've been doing this for, what, 15 months now, hard, and augmenting the squad and... A big thing that we didn't touch too much on, but the amount of players out of the squad and the disharmony, the, not, not disharmony, but just, you know, that negativity that can sometimes be there from players who we all know are gone. That lightens the load. It lightens every day at training and everyone who's there is involved. Could be picked. Everyone in the bench on Saturday could have been on the pitch at start, at the, start of the game. So there's, there's so much around this and the belief system that Ange has, and as he said earlier in his career, this will be a lot easier for you if you just believe in what I'm doing. Yeah, and Anne said from the moment he came in the door that his biggest challenge was convincing the players and the fans to buy into what he was selling. And I think the guys got on board pretty quickly. We spoke to Jota fairly recently at one of the pressers and he said that it was that night against Betis away from home. But despite losing the game, something just fell into place and Mm -hmm. the players thought, "Mm, hold on a minute, there's something here. In terms of Brendan Rodgers, I don't think he was ever disorganised. I don't think it's his style to be disorganised. He's really on the ball with that kind of thing but I think he was borderline delusional mm-hmm. yeah, I think he, he went into like, yeah. it with a maybe a false belief in, in what his team could do it just feels so much different this time around Paddy have you heard any truth in the rumour that Ange was doing his team talking tactics for Tuesday night's game at half time on Saturday given that that one was done and dusted <laughs> oh I am um, <laughs> no, it's not sympathy it's not sympathy oh, I just know oh, oh, oh. oh that's a wee shame <laughs> We do a wee hug. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's more on the, the, the point of he takes one game at a time as we already know. And, yep. and that is crucial for us as well because I'm I'm fairly certain that's how the players all act and, and, and believe that that's the right thing to do as well. I mean, again, we'll go back to Jota's interview uh, with Jonathan Sutherland. Absolutely brilliant answer. Just the way he kind of cooled yeah. the water down yeah. straight away, basically said, nah, come on, we, we need to, we need to realise this is, this is one game. And I think that is just the mentality for this full team. Um, he's always spoke about that, and especially last season, because we're talking about that Betis game. Fast forward three months and we were drawn against St Mirren and, you know, we're, we're, we're still using a lot of the younger players in the team as well. Owen Moffat, I believe, started that game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all the best to him, by the way. Yeah, aye, yeah, aye. as well. Um, but I just think that now, now we have a, our, our squad and what I loved about the other day is that I sat here two weeks ago questioning just a bit of the, you know, the desire in the game against Hearts and just considering the amount of changes. And I just think it's possibly, you know, it could be a motivational thing. It could just be those little blips that might happen. But that full start in 11 was a team from last season. Yeah, The team from last season, the one that they apparently they've got sussed, the one that they, they felt that they obviously knocked out in the, the Scottish Cup. Well, this is us with a full pre-season now, and by God, it will be 20 plus points, I'm telling you. Sticking with it. Sticking when, with it. When Kyogo went off, Jackie Marcus came on, it mm. was the exact same 11 that beat them 3-0 uh, in February. Well, there you go. So, there yeah. you go. And on that note as well, just to emphasise that strength of squad, yes, it was disappointing to see Kyogo go off so early, but that disappointment was tempered very quickly. It was weird. When you seen who was coming in. It was very weird. Um... Because as soon as he went down, it's not it's not like he went down and you're starting to think, right, who's coming on? You know who's coming on yeah. and you know what he can do. And he was just raging to wait four minutes to get on. He was ripping to get on to the park yeah. and he came on. Funny thing about his performance, maybe going into that in detail, but 
there's a lot of Celtic statues out there and some guy was saying, oh, statistics are actually blah, 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 blah. And like he gave these stats, and they were real stats of Giacomacus, and they didn't look too good. But as Miff says, I watch football with my eyes. He had a great game on Saturday, stats or otherwise. Very, very effective. And some things stats cannot show. And I believe there's a place for stats in football, but some things you just need to put down to football being football and, and Jacko epitomises that. Paddy, any pre-match nerves that you may have had on Saturday were settled very quickly. Obviously, it's Lee Alabada that's the opening goal and he's fully justified his selection on the day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I was um, I was happy with either or starting, to be honest. I, um, I'm a big fan of Maeda and what he brings to the team, but I think he called it right. Um, Abada getting the hat-trick last week against the United and then a brace on Saturday. Just just really showing signs of determination and it's kind of what we were talking you were talking about there James you're looking at your full suspension every single one of them could start easily easily and this is this is kind of something that I've, I've mentioned a few times on the show um, leading into this season it's not about a starting 11 it's about having 22 ready to play and we're getting there we're so close to having that and that's that's worrying for every team out there I think I think what you've got is 22 straining at the leash absolutely mm-hmm. Roaring to go, yep. and yep. the moment they get an opportunity, they're going to smash right into games. You know, given that chance, yeah. James. Everything about that first goal by Abada, it was just very Celtic under Ange. High press, Jota then taking the throw at, at lightning speed, gets the ball across to uh, O'Reilly, who flashes at a dangerous area, and Jota kind of doing what Jota does now, particularly against Borna Barisic, goes to in. You Abada. know, on, on what did I say? Jota. I'm so excited, James. I'm, I'm losing track of my name. <laughs> we'll come to him. Abada, Abada coming in on the blind side, and at that stage, you're just thinking, get on target, get your head over it, and he's done more than enough to to get it by old lettuce hands, hasn't he? What? <laughs> <laughs> Pop what, what were Rangers training for if they weren't training for that? Because that it happened to them twice on yeah. Saturday. You're, just let him drift about. He's no danger. Come on, man. Yeah. I think um, myself and Bride had done the post-match after the game and we've spoken, we've spoken about how both Tavernier on his side and Basic, yeah, on his side, they get caught in the inside channel time after time after time and they're not learning from it. And I think Van Bronckhurst must have something about him tactically to have taken that team to a final. But he, they don't seem to be learning from that at all. Is there doubt on their two centre-halves? Yes, I, that, but that, that, this is what I think. I think they're trying to cover for for Goldson and for Sands. I looked at um, Tavernier with the uh, sorry uh, Barisic with the um, about a second. He gets pulled away for Jackie Marcus. That's not even his man. No, uh, because Sands is nowhere near him. And then all of a sudden, Jack uh, Barisic is over to the right hand side of the post where they should be covering the back post from where that is. Total disorganisation. And believe me, like when they're looking at your man Davies, who seems a bit of a sick note, um, and then they're looking at John Suter, who is a sick note. I, if that's going to be their centre half pairing for the remainder of the season, Please. this is what I'm talking about. They're dropping more points in, instead of just Celtic. Some very strange stuff going on. They, did they let Balogun go freedom Aye. of contract? And he had a good game against us last he year, if I remember. Did. By all accounts, I don't know if he still lives there, but he's been going to Rangers games. So he's sitting in the stand and you're thinking, <laughs> Hi guys. They, they could probably do you a wee bit closer uh, to the action. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get into them in a wee second. Um, just in terms of Celtic and this um, opening to the season they've had. So from our seven games so far, we've now scored 29 goals. An average of how many a game? 4.117 or something. It's not bad, 4.14. I'll give you that. Uh, our resident mathematician there, Paddy. So 4.14 goals a game. We've conceded just two, an average of one every three and a half games. And it's quite unique, Paddy, to hit such form so early in a season. So, you know, a huge part of that goal tally, of course, is the amount of creativity we've got in the park. And our second goal on Saturday, it comes via... I think two of the most talented players we've seen at Celtic Park in some time. Paddy, do you want to talk us through that O'Reilly Jota masterclass that led to the second? It's an incredible goal. It's ridiculous. I actually thought, and this is probably because I've been Mr. Cynical about Matt O'Reilly. How dare you? How dare I? <laughs> I know. I, I just thought the pass, I was like, oh, it's, it's maybe just too heavy. <laughs> it's maybe just too heavy. And then just out of nowhere, the wee man just, oh, the con- control with that touch. And when you see the pass again on the TV, my word, what a yeah. ball, what yeah, a sharpness. ball. Just so so switched on to play it straight away. And just, I mean, the finish, guys. Uh, we Stevie, another wee shout out for you, mate, has put it in the top five. And, you know, a few were comparing it to 
Larson's um, and just the technique it's world class yeah. world class finish I've said it's one of the best goals that Celtic have scored in that fixture against any version of Rangers dress it up how you want just in terms of everything from start to finish and listen you can't forget to mention the sharpness from McGregor in the first yeah. place to yeah. say mm, there's three Rangers players around here but if I get my skates on I can get that to Matt O'Reilly passes three of them one of the angles shows you Van Bronckhurst going ballistic yeah. in the sidelines because that's been allowed to happen did you see the two players though that were kind of in like, where, where he put uh, the ball in between mm -hmm. they yeah, thought they'd cover the angle yeah. oh, they really cool. did they were like I, I play your pass now O'Reilly's angle okay aye no uh, uh, sorry um, McGregor's angle McGregor's angle uh, oh, uh, just threaded it one of them moved I think it was Kent moved over a bit as I yeah. go play it now Okay, yeah. Yeah. there you go. But then at that party, so yep, the much maligned Matt O'Reilly. Um, three assists on the day, by the way. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. When it gets to O'Reilly, there is a lot of work to be done. Oh. Right? And there's so much at play. For O'Reilly to see the pass is one thing. But for Jota, our left winger, to say, hold on a minute. So he switched on enough to say, Calmack might take this quickly. And the moment McGregor finds O'Reilly's feet, you can see the wide angle that Jota starts bombing across he times his run to perfection. VAR or right. otherwise, that is right on line and it's yep. a perfect run. Tavernier, who's meant to be marking him, might as well have been in the stands. Yeah. He's come blindsided of Goldson. He can do nothing. But then when the pass gets to Jota, well, I'm saying gets to Jota, Jota's athleticism makes sure it gets to him. Yeah. The first touch is, the first touch is sublime. What's, what's the word after sublime, Paddy? Because that's what the second touch is. Sublime times two. Right? <laughs> the finish, you think he's run out of places to go and he just have the, Savvy, the technique, the confidence, the everything to, to lift it like that is is unbelievable. And then to just top it off, he does this sensational celebration. It's phenomenal. I think my favourite bit about it is that he turns away before, before it goes, goes on the line. line. Ah, cheeky man. See that? Ah, cheeky I've been, man. been watching that all weekend nah. and I laugh every time he does it. I, yeah. I think when that goal went in, right, I don't know about, about yourselves, it, there was a silence in the stadium. It was just awe. <laughs> just sheer awe. I, could, yeah. I didn't even shout. I was just like, oh my God. Could it, not believe it's it. It's just incredible. I'd, I'd half. Because of that, you think it's not over and it's too strong. It's only when you see it in telly and it's slowed down and stuff. And his, he's bursting along and he's just putting in these mad long strides because he knows he needs that or it's, he's not getting it. I'd have turned away thinking, oh, he's, he's not going to get, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> right, well, that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, for God's sake, oh, my God. <laughs> it was just sensational. And then even at that, you then get the, the unique angle video from Celtic on a Sunday. <laughs> There's so much going on with that. You could take a show just to describe that in detail, but you see the angle from behind the goals, which is so good to watch. The Jota celebration, he has a wee bit of tussle with a couple of stewards who are getting a wee bit on his road. But then you see him jogging back up the park and checking himself out <laughs> in the big screen. And why wouldn't you if why you were Jota? Yeah. Checking himself out, loving life. And I agree with Stevie. Stevie says top five, I'm putting aye. it top three. Aye. It's aye. just a sensational goal. Yeah, I mean, I'm maybe trying to list him later on, but off the top of my head, I can't think of four and a five. I'd, I'd go top three as well. Yeah. yeah. We'll maybe do that in a, in a special at some point. Mm. Jota's top five goals. I need to go for a lie down after that. I know, I'm just... So excited. Can we watch it? Yeah. <laughs> so, beyond that, James, the the Abada Maeda debate, that'll rage on probably for long as, as they both play at Celtic, but what's undeniable are the, the numbers that Leal Abada's providing at this moment in time, and he's only been at the club just over a year, 20 years of age. He's now at six goals and one assist for the season already, so seven goal contributions in seven games, and his second on the day, similar to the first, it's trademark Abada. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about the players and their role within the team, their box, where they should be, what they should do. And Abada's role is just to you know watch what's going, go near post if you want, but that's probably Jack and Mack is going to cover that. Why don't you drop off and see what happens there? And then if it does drop there, get your shot in hard and low, see what happens. Both these shots were the same. You know, his first one wasn't the cleanest, but it was enough to get it past. The second one, he just absolutely drills it. Mm. It's, again, great press, great pressure. He's got the ball in. I think really could be doing me more credit than he's getting. I think he's you know, somehow managed to mean that. He's helped it in a dangerous area. Yeah. Like, could, you, know, you know, think maybe a uh, deflection on that oh, one? Oh, shocker. No, no, shocker. Credit where it's due, Pat. No, shocker no, party. absolutely. No, I just because like, I, I'm talking about... You let it go. No, no. I, I'm, I'm not having a go at him here. I'm just thinking like, just with the, def the deflection it's taken... I, I, just, think, I think he's opened his foot and his I, arms he's put, put in amazing, a dangerous area. Oh, amazing. I mean, yeah. like, absolutely amazing. The technique... For a badder to put himself in that, like that yeah, left step, step to, back. Yeah. Ah, ah, brilliant! Just yeah. great but, goal. But that, that's you know this hard, hard work they're doing day after day. Yeah, he must be just doing that non-stop in training. That's the thing. None of this is by luck. This is pure design. 
you know, again, from the post-match, Brido speculated <clears throat> that potentially Abada will be working with the goalies like Joe Hart and others to say, what's hard? Take it early because that's difficult for us. Oh, and see if you get it. You can, can blame John McLaughlin for a lot on Saturday, and we will. But I don't think you can blame a goalie for that one. See, coming at that pace through his legs, you can't adjust your feet in time. And that's the the benefit of a batter just saying, I can position my body in such a way that I can crack this here. And if it's on target and I keep it low, we've got a chance. Absolutely. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, you can't complain. And it is by design. You look at the way, I mean, every player knows a position. It's not always going to be the case. I'm going to be the goal scorer here. I think the way it kind of went to the byline, Jack and Marcus even knows at that point, right, this is probably not coming towards me, but I'm going to make the defender go with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just so, so clever. Just Who was he, he did draw somebody and it was they just left it wide open. Was it ba Sands? Barisic. Bar yeah. oh, wow. Barisic. Oh. Sands, I don't know who Sands was, Martin. Honestly. Yeah. I don't, do I don't think don't think Sands knows either. No. And that's the main thing. I, I think you can clearly tell that all of this is worked on. You know, your runs off the ball and the different things you do. You don't just make a run for the sake of it. You run in a certain area for a purpose, whether it's to create a space or take a guy with you or, or anything, anything of that nature. And as I say, this is this just happens over time. You can't, and your system, simple as it looks, it's complex in its nature and, and how it's pulled together. And I think it's, you know, we're just seeing that after 12, 13, 14 months, now a wee bit gets added, a wee bit gets added, and, and we're seeing exactly that. We all know how relentless you know, this Celtic team can be and how lethal in front of goal that they've, they've now become. I mean, you'll, you'll have seen the start. Rangers had 55% possession to Celtic's 45. Yeah. It's what you do with that possession. What will you let you do it? And we've just shown how effective. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, isn't it? Rangers can have, they can have 95% if they want, if they want to be pedestrian and and pop it around the back. And it was very horizontal. It was, you know, certain half to certain half without looking. And this is where there's real, real bravery in Celtic's team the centre-halves and the full-backs are looking for the moves and then, you know, when they need to, McGregor drops in and gives help there. Didn't see any of that for Rangers. It was just passing it to you. I don't want it. You take it. I don't want it. You take it. And that's where you get 55% possession with no product. Passing without a purpose. Yeah. What's the point on it? Well, we're forcing them to do it, though. This mm -hmm. is the thing. And this is how clever we are. Um, we come into the game with so much energy for the get-go. It's almost as if the team are like, right, get into the position and take a breather here. Let's let, let's re-energize yeah. and for the for the next state of play almost the the movement from effectively like our our mid three midfield three and then our back our back four throughout the full game whether we're attacking or whether we're, we're defending was unbelievable. Everyone knew where to be, and it, even to the point they were playing passes without even looking up. Hatati, man. I know what a, what, a <laughs> what a game by the way. I, I, I was Understated. Saying, Oh, totally, Aye. totally. Some of his passing was ridiculous. Volley, that, 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 that volley one where he zipped, oh. that he cut through it and zipped it across the park. Through, through to Rangers players. I know. Oh, man. Nonsense by that young man. <laughs> but it's the, it's the movement for me for the inverted uh, inverted fullbacks. This is the massive thing for us because they do not know how to contain that it's, at all. It's, it's hard. It's very yeah. difficult. And they're not the only side. No, that, you know, no. Let's hope Real Madrid also don't know how to contain it. <laughs> um, no one in the dressing room will have said it out loud, or at least no one in the Celtic dressing room will have said it out loud, but that game's done by half-time, isn't it? Aye. Aye. Oh, what, no, no complaints, you know, you can bring Ryan Jack on and hit the bar if you want, you're still <laughs> not winning that game. Yeah. You know? So there have been a, a number of substitutions taking place uh, early in the second half. I know that many fans were eagerly anticipating the prospect of maybe getting another glimpse of Sead Haksabanovic, given his cameo. I thought that was very merciful. Not to bring him on. Very kind. Very kind. <laughs> Very kind. Lenient. Um, but yeah, you know, so I know that um, a lot of fans will be disappointed not to have seen him. But be honest, James, disappointed as you were, how absolutely delighted were you to see Alfredo Morelos make his mark on the 60th minute? <laughs> Something so, 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 during the day, the, the crowd erupted when Jack Amagas came on and it was only surpassed when yeah. Morelos came on. Yeah. As, as you said, I think it was in the pre-match show, there's certain guys I want to have a front row seat for this, and that was definitely one of them. Scotty Arfield, Fashion Sakala, and Alfredo. Got my tick, tick, tick. Um, I mean, do you think Morelos turned into Gio at 60 minutes and went, you're joking me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> is, this my, is this my punishment for that? Aye. Aye. Look at the shape of me, Gio. Are you, are you kidding me on? Aye. Not to body shame anybody. Still, still got his uh, elbow in. Aye, 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 and he'll always try that. But no, great to see him enjoy the final half hour with a yep. front row seat. Um, David Turnbull, he's another one who did come off the bench with about 20 minutes to go. Got his name in the, sc the score sheet following a, an inch-perfect pass by John McLaughlin. Turnbull's tucked it away nicely, and at that point, I think McLaughlin's head's just gone. 
-hmm. You know, I've spoken about how he's had a very poor first half. He'll have been thinking, have I blown it here ahead of a, a Champions League campaign that he maybe never get a chance again to appear in? You bringing the Mad Monk back? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who knows? They're all crying for McCrory. They think this is time to yep. give him a chance. Young, young McCrory, yeah, 26 I, years old. I, I see, ah, exactly. And I'd 26. Seen, 26. Yeah. I'd seen someone make the comment about um, this is them having their Barkas, Hazard, <laughs> Ian Andrews. And, and Bain moment Aye. right well, now. Suck it up because it, <laughs> it was Enjoy bad enough lads. for us. Great. Um, but at that <clears> point, <throat> when Turnbull tucks that away, Rangers are just desperate for the bus at that stage. Oh, I mean, yes, 100%. I, I, you could just see the frustration grow. And I kind of wish we, we kept the foot on the gas, but then you're, you're thinking about Tuesday, of course. Um, oh, it could have been a lot more than four. We, we, we've said that. Um I've, I've just never seen them arrive at Celtic Park and just leave like that. Like one of their, their, their better teams, so-called better teams. Yep. Seen a few of them saying this is like the Murty days and that definitely performance brought it back. Yeah. Absolutely. I, th I just think, you know, even at 1-0, you look at the likes of Tillman, you look at the likes of their urgency to even try and get like uh, the ball for a throw-in. Um, they were just so lacklustre in the sense that they probably have happily went out there with a draw and it almost yeah. looked as if they were doing the old hearts thing, time-wasting that. Uh, we time -wasting that. Well, yeah. they, they, I think the goalie mistake came from when they were just messing about and time-wasting. The they're 3-0 down and they're yeah, thinking, yeah. let's play around. Yeah. You mentioned Tillman there, Paddy. Shades of Ahmed Diallo from February that yeah. night where he was just rabbit in the headlights and I think Tillman, who I think is a decent player, right? Mm -hmm. I've watched some of their games and I think he just got spooked by the whole occasion. Don't get me wrong, I believe he's a number 10 and they played him out at right wing and, and that's yeah. the point. I mean, James, on that note, I was going to ask a question of what a result like that does to Rangers psychologically. So they've, they've been borderline humiliated by their biggest rivals. They've got a goalie who's forgotten where his gloves are. They've got a striker that doesn't want to be there. They've got a centre half in James Sands, who for a start is a midfielder, but who was also more interested in swapping tops with Jota after the game. And, and why wouldn't you, Paddy, if you get that up? And Jota said bit. no. Yeah, <laughs> respectfully, no. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, where does that leave them, James? There's a lot wrong at the moment. 37-year-old Steve Davis, the, the engine room. I mean, I could, I give it I a could 90 go on. minutes, man. And then, 90 minutes and then saying, go and chase that, mate. The guy's like, absolutely I not. I loved it when he uh, goes past them, but just, uh, <laughs> you can see it. You can see the kind of thought process. Uh, no, not for <laughs> me. But do you think that deals a blow psychologically? Uh, it's a wee bit like I've been saying about the false read. There's been some real sliding door mom moments, and I include getting to a Europa uh, League final there last year. That could have gone completely the other way on five or six occasions, and it's been the same. They get beat by Union uh, San Galois Galwa away. And then they decided not to turn up for the second leg. Mm -hmm. um, PSV didn't do much at Ibrox and then did zero in Netherlands. So th these are things that are giving them confidence, but you're saying that wasn't really your gift. You know, that was the opposition and you're, you're reading far too much into that. So, you know, they've had, you know, drop points against Tibbs. They were lucky not to be a man down against Ross County, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of things that could have gone against them. So they've got this false confidence and that has really reset them. What they're now staring at is top quality football teams playing against them in the Champions League. What that might do to their confidence. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what it does. I will be digging out my ex scarf for Wednesday night. Um, I genuinely love to spend a lot more time on this one. I really would, but we've just got so much to get through on today's show. Various different topics, as I'd mentioned. So I'll just ask for each of your final words on Saturday before we move on. I'll come to you first, buddy. Just a real statement um, in a game where I'm so glad we went for it. Um, you know, there was no fear shown for that team at all on Saturday. And we'd given ourselves that nice big cushion. We'd been two points ahead of them before the game. And I just thought, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised that it was 4-0. I really wasn't. And we'll kick on for there. Um, I do believe it will be 20 plus points, but I know it is a game, game by game thing. But I think that has been a massive blow to them and I also don't think they realise that this might be their luck finally running out for some of the games that they've went through over the last yeah. last season You might well be right um, just to mark that you're saying game by game Celtic have now gone 38 games unbeaten so the equivalent of a full league, league programme since their last defeat last September and it's just getting more impressive uh, with each passing week James Yeah that's it I mean it's a, it's a I don't want to say culmination because there's a lot more to come, but it's it's the manifestation of what Ange promises. And the players, you know, you saw Jota's interview and it wasn't like, I'm not allowed to talk about it. And Joey was like, this, that's not where our heads are at all. That's three points. 
and were now starting to play the football that we've been trained to do. And they've gone into that game on Saturday not thinking we're playing Rangers. They're thinking we've got a game to win here. Mm -hmm. And that's how it'll be tomorrow night as well. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that one. So if you want to hear more from us on Saturday's game, then we've got a special extended episode of our post-match show, The Final Whistle. That's available now at the Celtic Exchange Plus. For myself and Bride, will go into a lot more detail on where it went so right for Celtic and so wrong for Rangers on the day. If you don't already, subscribe to the Celtic Exchange Plus. We're currently giving all new listeners a free seven-day pass where you can enjoy all of our additional unique Celtic content and you can get your pass now at theceltichexchange.supercast.com. In addition to that post-match show from the weekend, we'll also have extensive coverage of the Real Madrid game, including the pre- and post-match shows for that one, as well as, as well as a whole host of other special shows for you to enjoy. So sign up for your free seven-day pass now and make sure you don't miss a thing on or off the park as Celtic head into some of the biggest games in a long, long time. All information and our 60-second sign-up process can be found at theceltichexchange.supercast.com. The transfer window closed, slash slammed shut Paddy, on Thursday night at midnight and I think it's fair to say that just about every Celtic fan, not everyone, but you know, was pretty pleased with the work done. Um, James of Carlsberg done transfer windows and all that, but it seems that we achieved each of the following objectives. Number one, retain all of our priority players, Joseph Juranovic, etc. Number two, re-sign key players, Jota and Carter Vickers. Three, bring in cover for key positions such as goalkeeper, left back, number six and winger. And number four, and it's a big one as well, move on some of those big earners. Julian and Bolingoli are now off on a permanent basis, Ayeti and Barkas are out on loan. James, how do you think we fared overall? It's one of my top three transfer windows of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a big favourite. I mean, I'm looking forward to the, the highlight DVD coming out of that transfer when window. When have we ever not just achieved it, right? Because, you know, I'm saying transfers can be difficult. Not if you've got your stall set out right. You know, they've got... One, two, three for each position, and they know the, the contractual positions of those players um, as, as well as why they want them in the team. And they just went about, I went about it really professionally. They got it done early when they could get, get it done early. They got it done late when it had to be done late. You know, it, it, and they worked. There's a lot, a lot of work going behind the scenes there. That from a lot of kind of people won't get any credit. You know, real, real hard workers just beavering away the prep for it, the execution of it. You know, Michael Nicholson would you know been talking them up a fair bit. But there's also, I don't know how much influence uh, Lowell the Younger is having at the moment, if he's in yet, but he'll certainly be from afar feeding into it. So, and then the structure of that scouting and talent team, um, I think cats off to a lot of them. Andrew's obviously very heavily involved in it too, but not as professional, the most professional uh, transfer window performance I've ever seen at Celtic. Wow. Yeah, impressive stuff. Paddy, can you see Dudu Dahan phoning Celtic and no answer? Just sitting staring at the phone. Texting his mates, have Celtic changed their number? Do you, do you know what he needs to stop doing? Putting up videos of Abada after he plays well. Is that <laughs> aye, aye. Aye. Stop it. <laughs> he's, he's not daft and you, no, can see, not. you can see exactly why he'd be doing that. But no, it's clear. And you know, Celtic are getting players from a wide range of areas. You know, obviously we know all about the Japanese guys. We've now... Seemingly uh, got some sort of relationship with Ruben Kazan. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no one that they like. No, no, no they, they can't no. be too pleased about that. Um, but players coming from all corners of the globe and impressing in a, a variety of ways. I think you're right, James. I don't know if Mark Lowell has started just yet. I think he had an extended um, notice. notice period with the City Group, and it's been pretty quiet on that front. But I would expect that he'll certainly be in place shortly and absolutely for the January window, depending on what the plans are there. Paddy. It's undeniable just how much Michael Nicholson and co have really bought into Angie's vision and they've absolutely backed him from day one, haven't they? Yeah, um, what was it, the, the tweet the other day um, at Michael Nicholson's cheating, treating Angela like an only child. <laughs> giving him everything he wants. <laughs> giving him everything he wants, absolutely brilliant. Um, and I just think, no, it's these wee moves, especially to Ruben Kazan, obviously we've seen Starfelt coming in last season and you're playing it at the, I, I, I've never really watched I've never watched a Russian Premier League game but they're there out thereabouts with the Champions League they've got mm -hmm. plenty of teams there and they do qualify for Europe quite consistently so you've got a good standard of of player playing over there and obviously a lot of these guys that we're, we're bringing in I just think that they will have been playing at a good level um, they will have probably had opportunities um, from where they were playing like obviously Avogard um, when he was playing in, in Denmark 
I think it was his performances in Denmark and then he's moved to Ruben Kazan that got him in for his first cap with the Danish Danish team, but possibly just a bit difficult when who's in front of him. He's not been able to kind of cement that. So these guys are probably coming over here raring to go to mm-hmm. just show, hang on, I'm a good player. I've played there just now, but this is why I've, I've, I've went for the money, possibly, yes, over there, but now I'm going to come and show show what I'm capable of. So it's... Um, it's exciting to see what they can do, but they're, they're going to be a good, strong calibre of footballer. There's no doubt, and it meets that and criteria, James, that mm. you've spoken about of he wants hungry players, he wants guys that are at an age where they, they want to go and prove themselves. Yeah. I think you're right, Paddy, I think he's got one cap for Denmark. Mm-hmm. They're at the World Cup, I'd presume. Yeah. I need to check yeah. that. A guy at 26 wants to say, well, hold on a minute, you don't get many World Cups, I want to make sure that I'm part of that. So he will absolutely be desperate to show between what now, start of September and, and moving into November, that he's you know, worthy of a place in that Danish squad. So obviously, um, we're talking about Oliver Abelgard. Is that the way you pronounce Abelgard, it? Abelgard. 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 We should really know that. Definitely should. So <laughs> names, remember names of Celtic players before uh, doing podcasts uh, about Celtic. It's yeah. funny, we, you know, it almost seemed that, <laughs> to your joking point about Michael Nicholson, everything is a fan you wished for. There you go. Aye. There's your goalie backup. What left back? We'll get you one of them. One of number six. Yep, there you are. So the number six that we were all crying out for, it seems to be Oliver Abelgard, the 26-year-old Danish uh, midfielder. He's six foot four, one cap for Denmark. He's going to wear number 28 for Celtic. Um, and we signed him on deadline day to make it our third player in recent times to come from Ruben Kazan, following Starfell and Haksabanovic. It kind of seems that we've become a Ruben Kazan what Southampton are to us. Mm-hmm. We just watch these players do their thing and, and say, and I'll do, we'll, we'll take what, them what, over. What Southampton used to be. That, that's yeah. correct. That's all so changed. That changed. Um, but it seems that for now at least, it's a bit complex in terms of his deal, given what's going on in Russia. He's certainly going to be here for the year and there's a bit of debate at what will happen beyond that. But we've finally got that cover at number six that we've been crying out for. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's really needed um, because <laughs> bring all the changes for Ross County. Who's the number six? Calmac. No break. You know what I mean? And eventually, his body's just going to say, right, that, that's enough kind of thing. He didn't even really take a break in the summer there. He was playing for Scotland and, and all sorts, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, wherever possible, we'd like to see you know him, you know, both let Calmac, you know, explore the, the, the advanced role that he was so successful in under Rodgers and co. Um, but also just to let him get his feet up and watch the telly you know? yeah just to relax a bit I don't know how fit Abelgard will be Barry I don't know where he's been playing most recently did he like Haxavanovic did he get game time somewhere when Ruben were I think he was on loan to Jurgardens over right. in Sweden um, but again I don't know if I don't even know if he's had a pre-season with them um, mm-hmm. so I think I remember reading something he has been training himself back home um, so yeah it, it will take him a bit of time to get up to speed but you know, he's got the time to do it just now yeah. Um I'm sure he is registered in the Champions League squad as well. He is. Um, yeah. So that's... Yeah, the Gucci dropped it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, right. The Gucci man. Remember him? Yeah. Just... It's a, it's a shame. Aye. It's a shame for him. He's just not had a run we, at it at all. No, nobody knows. No. You know, you, no. you can't say for sure either way. But I know that when we were signing, you know, ex-G League players, everyone said, he's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy to watch. Yeah. It was high hopes for him. And hopefully he can shake off his injury worries and yeah. start to Good show job. us what he can do. Depends, you know, if, the, if this loan deal doesn't work out with a Bilgard, then we, we, we bring him back in potentially if he, if he gets a, a run at things. But we can't take... We can't wait on it. We can't no. take the risk. And that's just the... the you can't wait and Ange... Isn't waiting. You know, no. we've taken action between him and Nicholson and the board. They've taken action and they've made sure that we're covered right across the board. And I mean, just on that note, as we kind of round up the transfer mm-hmm. chat, where would you rate the, the window on an out of 10 basis, Paddy? Oh, where would you put that? 10. 10, 10 James? Yeah. Why would you get nine? That's a 10, aye. <laughs> yeah. 11 for me. Aye. I just think everything we ask for and a wee bit more we've got. And it's it's just... The getting the players out is huge. It's unheard of at Celtic and, and it's, got to, it's got to be a positive moving forward. So yeah. let's see how they, they all play out. Um... Moving forward, not not a section we can spend too much time on, unfortunately, but Celtic travelled to the Highlands last Wednesday and took care of business in a very efficient way against Ross County in the Premier Sports League Cup. Ange made no less than nine changes to the starting lineup for that one and goals from Callum McGregor, Georges Giacomakis, Dyson Maeda and James Forrest were enough to see us take our place in the quarterfinals where we'll face Motherwell at Fur Park next month. Paddy, your thoughts on that one in general and how it played out? It's impressive to win so convincingly after making so many changes. Yeah, very difficult place to go to, as as we've seen in the past um, for any team. And I just think that I'd like to just give a a, a shout out to to Anthony Ralston. I just thought, my two assists. 
and determination. He's, put, he's putting himself into positions where, he, like, he's going to get clattered, mm -hmm. but he's not caring because he's going to get the ball in. And, yeah. and it's just that commitment and determination to, to hit the byline. And he's two great assists. I just thought um, he was really solid for us. And even he's um, on a defensive side as well. He just looks very, very assured, very comfortable and confident about himself. And a player who will will be used a lot this season. Absolutely. Um, don't, don't don't read into the lack of appearances so far. No. It's going to be the other side of the well, season. That's what sells newspapers. That what is, is like I've said. This is this is a season of sheer rotation for this team, mm -hmm. and every player will be needed. Yeah, yeah and it, it's pleasing to see Ralston and anyone else that comes in just giving us all a reminder of what they can do. Mm -hmm. And if something were to happen to Juranovic or or Andrew just felt he needed a bit of rest, you'd be pretty happy with, with Ralston stepping in, no doubt. And, and we've got a lot of that going across the park. James Miff will be delighted that I'm coming to you for this next one. But James Forrest's goal means that he's now scored in 14 straight seasons for Celtic. That is an incredible record in modern football, isn't it? That's his job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, of course it is. You know, I'll say it again and I've said it many times. I think James Forrest is a better player than James Forrest thinks he is. It's all in his head. Uh, there's heights that he's hit and he could have gone a lot higher. Um, I think he's got bags of talent and of course it's towards twilight of his, of his career as a winger and all that stuff. But guy knows where the goal is, always did. You know, he, he could just have done more. So that, that's my only criticism of, of Forrest is that I think he left a bit in the tank on a, from a confidence point of view. Mm. I'll ask James to show you his medal collection next time, <laughs> we'll, next we'll, time you we'll, tell we'll, him he could have done we'll, more. We'll, we'll compare. Yeah. He's going to be, is he not already Celtic's third decorated player? I don't know, I mean, I think so. Between you yeah, and James yeah. Forrest, yeah. you've got about nine Celtic League winners <laughs> medals, X. Have you seen the other cuts. stat? That if he's probably going to hit. 100, uh, 100 goals or something. No, he's, only, he's yes. only two players have scored a hundred goal, or over 100 goals or, and had over 100 assists. Yeah. And I think he's sitting around about 99 for both. Yeah. 99, 98, I think, for goals and then 98 for assists. Yeah, so all going well. James will, will cross both of those yeah. milestones this season. Who's the other two? Jimmy Johnson. Bobby Lennox. And Bobby Lennox. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no more hosting for you. <laughs> Guys, if you can tweet in the answer to that trivia question that Paddy doesn't know. Um, I'm sure Bobby Lennox was one of them. But... Jimmy Johnson definitely is. Okay, so well, that's him then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, delighted for James Forrest. And he's, just in terms of the finish against Ross County, he's... Sorted his feet out quite well. Ralston's done brilliantly, cut mm -hmm. it back, and it's a it's a smart finish by James Forrest. I think Andrew's seen the the professionalism from James Forrest. Yeah. I think he knows he's not going to start many games for us. He's possibly not going to get too many minutes off the bench either, depending on how things play out. But I think he needs guys like James Forrest. I think going into the Real Madrid game, actually, Callum McGregor and James Forrest are the only players with really Champions League experience for Celtic. You've got Tom Rogic out the picture now and various others. For Celtic, aye. Yeah. Aye. And... James Forrest is important to that. I think he's also, you know, he's quite a quiet guy by nature, but I think he carries the message and I think he he trains in a very dedicated and professional way and Ange needs that. Mm -hmm. We spoke earlier on the show about how it's not just about what turns up on a Saturday for Celtic and what we see from the stadium. It's everything that's going on behind the scenes at Lennox Town and, you know, Ange needs a certain amount of players for various drills and, you know, I'm sure they've got, you know, 11 v 11 bounce games and different things. And I think it sounds like from what Ange said that, James Forrest has become a, a real trustworthy guy in terms of that. And I think he's playing his part. Sometimes we'll see it in the park, sometimes we won't. But James Forrest, he, he's a modern day Celtic legend, no matter how you want to dress yeah. that up. And to score 14 straight seasons, it's phenomenal and, and credit to him for that. As I say, we can't spend too much more time, in fact, any time on Ross County, but a more detailed post-match reaction to that can be found again at the Celtic Exchange Plus. Uh Next up, the big one. So Tuesday of this week sees us make a long-awaited return to the Champions League after five years in the wilderness. Last time out was the 2017-18 season, which was Brendan Rodgers' second at the club, where we found ourselves in a group with Bayern Munich, PSG and Anderlecht, and we took a couple of real sore ones uh, in that campaign. And to be honest with you, you've touched on James, I think we looked ill-prepared for football at that level. We now seem a very different proposition this time around under Ange. How do you think we're going to fare this time out? The group or tomorrow night? The group in general. Uh, first or second in the group? That's what you're saying. I think I think well second should be our uh, bottom line target for that group. Um and there's not to be any arrogance over um Leipzig and uh, Shakhtar. Shakhtar. They're, they're you know they're experienced and they're Champions League experienced teams. Um I just wonder is our football starting to click that well that we shouldn't have any fears home or away against teams. So it's not, you know, we were on Leverkusen and, you know, it, it, was, it, it was very close 
there, you know, we could have won that game. But personnel, the, the second string personnel that we all saw coming off the bench, it was just a, such a gap. Mm -hmm. Not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we have to have confidence from that. There's, there's no way we shouldn't be looking to... We can't forecast drawing tomorrow because we don't know how. So it's going to be who scores the most goals. It really is. You know, I, I don't know what, what shade they like at the back. I know they're dynamite going <laughs> forward. Um, but we are stingy enough at the back and we're dynamite going forward. So, I mean, it's just got yeah. to be a great game of football. has to be. It's good. Paddy, so. Paddy, some interesting insight there. Who knew that in football, the one that scores the most goals wins the game? <laughs> It's the way it is. It's, 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 it's a num numbers game. I mean, James has mentioned there though the the players they've got on offer. So Benzema, he looks a stick on to pick up the Ballon d'Or when that's announced in November. Yeah. They've also got Vinicius Junior, Thibaut Courtois, and Antonio Rudiger, who they signed from Chelsea on a free. They've also all been shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or. So just in case Benzema doesn't get it, they've got a few, a few others waiting in the wings. They've got danger all over the park, and the question is, can our defence cope with that? Um, I think tomorrow our defence will be a, a team of 11 um, at certain mm. points. And that's kind of what I'm going back to. It's going to be a different pressure um, from what we face on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, but watching, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were implementing tactics that we're going to try and use against Madrid, against Rangers on Saturday. Just mm. the way we were holding off at certain points, allowing them to play with the ball. Every player was, was switched on and looking at how it was going to fold. But the one thing you notice about the top three, they were ready the minute we got Aye. possession back. Go. And that's going to be huge for us tomorrow night, I think. Uh, we are very, very good going forward. We'll give any, any team a bit, a bit of trouble, um, but it's how we soak up the pressure. And I think concentration is so key for us. It's yeah. critical tomorrow night. I think what we're seeing at the moment under Ange is, you know, when he came in at first last season, it was about him getting across the the key headline messages and the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And now that we're in year two and he's had the summer to work on it, you know, and, and those various um, training sessions between games for the first three, four weeks there, he's now saying, right, you know the fundamentals and this is a wee adjustment here mm -hmm. and a wee tweak here and we turn this up and we turn that down and, you know, small tactics like you've mentioned there in the Rangers game. And I think you're right. I think we'll be implementing things against Real Madrid that we maybe don't see domestically. And it might even be things that, that most of us don't see. Mm -hmm. You know, you maybe need to be a real student of the game and, you know, follow all the lines in the movement to say, oh, do you know what? Jota is five yards further in the field or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I think there's going to be tweaks and adjustments based on how we play. Fundamentally, Ange changes for no one. Mm -hmm. That is set in stone. But he will very probably make some adjustments on the night. He's he's trying to educate the Scottish football media in this because they're just saying, oh, you're a one-trick pony. You're just going to you know, play your attacking football and, and get a thousand. And, and he's saying, no, that, that's, that's the way I play football. There is such variation within that, yeah. you know, so they all know what they're doing, but there'll be variation within that. And, you know, I think you're right. There'll be wee tweaks that you know, might be imperceptible to the to the, the lay person, but it will be effective. I saw his interview today. I've never seen a man more comfy in his own skin getting into play uh, the European champions. Yeah. It really was. And it, and it wasn't like lackadaisical or arrogant or anything like that. It was just like, I know what I'm doing. And this is the same as a tree Ross County because I get I sent my guys out to win the game and he'll be doing the same tomorrow night. If you haven't seen it yet, go and watch that interview of Ange eh, for the Champions League press conference. Did you see it live? Yes, so oh, I was fortunate enough to be there. So I was there for the Jeez. Celtic exchange. Um, and yeah, you know, you're seeing it firsthand just how much he believes in himself. I mentioned it before, don't ever confuse confidence with arrogance, but this is a man fully confident in what he offers and what his team offer as a result um, very calm you know as a you know respectful of everything mm -hmm. but going all out to win that is basically what he's saying we were also fortunate, fortunate enough to speak to Matt O'Reilly there uh, don't Did tell me see him in person <laughs> in the face oh my wow. goodness I was shaking like a leaf James oh. <laughs> I wasn't but Muffle would devastate you they missed that man <laughs> but yeah, i tell you something Matt O'Reilly a real mature head on his 21 year old shoulders a really balanced individual um, but again he was asked by one of the journalists about do they genuinely believe that they can go and, you know, prove a point and take some points off of Real Madrid? And he, you know, with the with not a hint of arrogance, he said, absolutely. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Why would we be here? Yeah. They genuinely, uh, listen, you know that Ange believes it and it's now filtered through and they all buy into it. He made the comment, you'll be able to catch this presser in, in full on YouTube as well, but he basically said, we were talking at lunch after training, we all believe we're going to get something. And it's it's. Can I hear in the back of your neck to hear them talk because it's a it's a genuine belief. Now the proof will be in the pudding in terms of what they do, but 
they think they've gone beyond just thinking they, they can A, get to this stage and, you know, be in the same park as these teams. There's a genuine belief throughout this team that we can go and do something. Yeah, because they're, they're playing football as it should be played. And, you know, European champions like Real Madrid play football as it should be played. So you've now got two teams with varying budgets, but with similar philosophies and how you play football. Yeah. So they've got all the evidence of last year and the, the nearly stuff in in Europe last year, which, you know, there was a lot of learning to be done from that and learn they did. But the, the personnel change, you know, take take me from Betis and Leverkusen to tomorrow night and the personnel that's around that team is massive. Well, see, just on that note, it cannot be underestimated the huge difference in the teams that, that will start for Celtic in this Champions League group than what started in Europa last year. At times, with every respect to Adam Montgomery, mm-hmm. Sorrow, Albion Ayeti, they've they've started games for us in, in the Europa last last season. And we've all you know almost done something in that tournament, let alone um anything else. You now fast forward to where we are today and the starting eleven, if there is such a thing in an Ange team, but the starting eleven and the eleven that are in reserve, it's night and day, and it's just it's so impressive. In terms of Madrid, um, I read an interesting article by Steve McManaman. He was talking about them. Obviously, you know, played and won at least a couple of European Cups, I think, we for did. them. Um, scored a big goal for Liverpool against Celtic at Celtic Park. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's an incredible a goal. goal. Yeah. Yep. So the guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to European football and certainly Real Madrid. He has a sneaking suspicion that Celtic will go through with Madrid and he thinks that Madrid being traditional slow starters, yeah. we could get something from this one tomorrow night. He also said that, quote unquote, Madrid always concede goals. And I wasn't sure entirely what he meant by that. So I looked into the results for this season so far. Now, I'm going to carry it that, this with the fact that they've won all four of their, their league games so far, but they've conceded a goal in the first half in each game. And that's against some mixed opposition, some limited stuff. I think it's, it's Almira and... Real Betis and different things. Mm-hmm. So they're there to be got at. You're right, James. Dynamite going forward, potentially suspect at the back. This Celtic side can score against anybody. And if Celtic score early, Paddy, and you've got that roaring home crowd behind us, who's to say that something special won't happen? I totally agree. I think the big factor for me is is that, obviously, yes, but we're, we're all saying that we can get something. And I, I generally do believe we can. Um, and I think the players do as well. We've seen it before when we've came up against, you know, giants of, of European football. Um, especially, that I remember the game against Bayern Munich. We gave a great account of ourselves at Celtic Park. There was just that little bit of, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if the occasion got some of the players and Bayern, obviously, you know, some, some incredible clinical. players. Yeah, they were very clinical. <clears throat> That's what we need to be. I just think that Ange, albeit he's saying, yeah, we're definitely going for the win. He just needs to let these, these guys know how much almost the pressure is off mm-hmm. in a sense just to, to relax himself you are playing the European champions here you know mm-hmm. go and just be comfortable and enjoy and what does he always say have fun have would fun would you say you are playing European champions relax there's a bit of that going on I know absolutely but what I'm, what I'm meaning in that sense enjoy. is that you, you've got to this stage the fans win lose or draw for this game tomorrow we want to see a great attempt but they just need to know that every, everyone's going to be backing them yeah. no matter if they get beat yeah. we obviously you don't want to get horsed right yeah. I don't think we're going to get horsed no. tomorrow night I mean, when Matt O'Reilly was speaking earlier, he was asked the question about how do you deal with the challenges of, you know, Vinicius Jr. and Tony Cruz and Luka Modric and all these global names, mm-hmm. global superstars. And he said that, and listen, again, this is just very balanced. He says, it's just 11 guys v 11. I don't see them as the superstars. We are Celtic, they're Madrid, and we'll go and see where we land. And I think that's the the message and the, the headspace for the whole team. I think, yeah, they're respectful. Of course, they are. Madrid are 14 times European champions. They're the current holders. They are Real Madrid. But I think Celtic have just got this quiet confidence. We'll do our own thing in the background and we'll see what it takes us. And, and that's the, the mood of the camp. The way, the two games against them, though, the best the best times to play them. It's really, really yeah, landed well perfect. for us. What do you mean, eight o'clock? Aye. <laughs> yeah, right. No, just, first game and last game. First game and last game, you know. And I was laughing with the boys. I said, we could be going into the Bernabeu and knocking the ball about with Madrid. As to, a two years to play out of imagine was, that. I see the same thing. Like oh. uh, was it was East Germany and something that well a couple of years ago, and it's just yeah. like aye, just uh, an exhibition game. Aye, aye. <laughs> but I, I, I think that going back to your point about where you think we where we maybe finish, I, th- I would still be really really happy with third in the sense that you know like I think that that is a Pro- great progress. a great progress for us to then go on and do well in Europa League, but 
second is 100% there for the taking. Shoot for the moon, Paddy. Shoot for the moon. Let's go high, see where <laughs> they land. Um, in terms of practicalities and, and squad availability for the game, it seems that Kyogo's going to be fit. Yeah. So he trained this morning. Matt Rayla was asked directly and he says, yep, Kyogo seems like Kyogo. So it kind of glint in his eye stuff. But it seems that Kyogo will be fit. But less sure on Starfelt. And it looks like a, a knee-ish, a knee-niggle there from the weekend. So that might be a question mark. But, I mean, James, is there, is there any, you know, fitness aside, any notable lineup changes to be discussed? Abad has got to retain his place, yeah, hasn't he? I agree. Despite the fact that Maida offers something very different. I mean, Aye. oh, you, you look a wee bit unsure of that. Huge Abada fan, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, even Saturday I was saying I would have gone against my preference and put Maida in because of, of what he can do. Is that argument still extant just now? Because he's able to, you know, give guys run-ins that maybe Abada can't. But Abada's going, I, I just score goals against them, Aye. you know? I, I mean, Ange... They, they give you very different things. Maeda is such a grafter and he puts in such a shift and it's it's very effective, but there's no doubt about it gives you the, the goals and assists that Maeda doesn't. And goals. I think if Angie's ever got a question, do I go slightly more defensive or offensive? Yeah. The, the latter <laughs> is the answer. So I, I think that's about it. I, I, I think as we all kind of said on Saturday, like if you are Barisic, you're looking at Maeda coming on with half an hour to go. Terrifying. He's put Steve Davis and Goldson and that. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, having Maeda coming on whether it be 30, 20 minutes and having a run at Madrid defence if we needed it I know it's not a bad position to be at as well it doesn't matter how good a defender you are whether it's Rudiger or is it Carvajal that plays it right back and they've got so much talent it doesn't matter how good you are see if Maeda's running at you that's terrifying for for any footballer at any level in the world that is a nightmare to deal with away from you with the ball yeah so it'll be interesting I think they'll both play a big part but I think Abada will start hopefully Kyogo's fit enough to start do you start him then after Jack Amakis has shown well there, there is a question in terms of Celtic may not in fact will likely not dominate possession on the night and Jack Amakis is the kind of number nine who can hold it up for a time. So mm. if you're needing a chance to breathe in the game and find your way in, I think he's the man. But I did make the point that special occasions call for special players mm-hmm. and Kyogo Furuhashi is a special player and I think that's why he plays. You sign Kyogo Furuhashi to play up front against Real Madrid. Aye. <laughs> that's that, as simple as that. That's, it. that's mm-hmm. how it happens. So hopefully Kyogo's 100% good to go. Starfelt and Ansh is a full compliment to choose from. Lads, I need to come, with you, come to you for the scoreline predictions. So last time we played against Madrid was in the quarterfinals of the European Cup as it was at the time in March 1980. George McCluskey and Johnny Doyle scored the goals at Celtic Park to give us a 2-0 win, but we couldn't hold out in the return leg in the Bernabeu and lost 3-0, and that was us. How do you think it's going to go this time around? 2-0 Celtic. James? 5-4 Celtic. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a reputation for the the mad scoreline prediction guy. I know, but I keep putting a pound on it, and one of these days I'm going to win a 10 grand. (laughs) You you went 7-0 v Hearts, finished 2-0. 6-2 v Rangers, just there. You're getting closer. Aye, aye. Is this so what you're saying? Ready for tomorrow. So 5 4. I'll need, need to dig out the odds on that. I'm in a similar uh, vein of thought, but I'm going for 3 2. I think we could win for a bit of a topsy turvy night. They score, we score, they score, we score. But there's just something about Celtic just now and how they're shaping up. And I think it could be a, a very special night at Celtic Park. So I'm going to go 3 2 and equally delighted whoever in this room gets it right. Oh, so right. let's see how it goes. Lads, I'm sorry to do this, but I'm going to take you from the very dizzy heights of a Champions League glamour tie with Real Madrid to a Scottish Premiership scrap with Livingston on Saturday. It's it's just what I need to do, Paddy. That's <laughs> them's the breaks. So, not one for dwelling on, given how much we've had to cover on the show here. But you know your thoughts in general, Paddy. Um, and will very quickly have to turn his thoughts to this one after all the glamour of Tuesday night. One hundred percent. You're looking at a really strong starting eleven um, tomorrow, um, and then I think we'll kind of see. Not a huge amount of changes the way we, we had against Ross County, but you wouldn't be surprised if four or five from that team at Ross County slot in on Saturday as well, just to keep things uh, fresh and ready for um, ready for Shakhtar. Uh, I think this, you know, they're not um, they're not the easiest to come up against. They're quite stuffy, but at Celtic Park at times lately, we've we've ran over them. I don't see it being too different. Um, I don't think they've. You know, they've had kind of like a mixed start this season. Um, mm. And I just think we'll be too much. I just think we're going to be too much for, for everyone this season. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if we do an unbeaten number, the way the way that they look. And if we keep keep that consistency, then yeah, it's games like this on Saturday. You just go and try and run over the top of them yeah. again. If we continue to play the way we have been playing domestically, James, nobody can live with that. Home and away, you know, Celtic Park, Global Energy Stadiums, Tanadice, Whatever you want to do it, Celtic seem to be 
turning up time after time. Yeah, and you know, you made the point earlier, and the, the level of hunger in that squad mm -hmm. is is ridiculous. They are not hungry, James. They are starving. They're starving. <laughs> um, but it's but it's not just hunger out of you know I deserve. It's hunger out of I'm good enough. Get some money and put on a Haxabanovic hat trick against Livingston. Oh. One hundred percent. Oh, oh. done a minute. 5-4 team at Dred and double that with a Haxa <laughs> well, there you go. treble and then just Ross chuck, chuck the work yeah, right, then retire. tell your boss you won't be back <laughs> but we'll see I have to say I'm, I'm very excited at the prospect of seeing him whenever it might be whether he gets a, a role against Madrid I'd like to think so I really would mm. um, I think potentially the, the Livingston game's made, made for, for him, him. Yeah. yeah so we're going to see some of him very soon he looks a really exciting player and th th there's so much going on isn't there you know you're, you're, you're buzzing with Jota reaching new levels Abada's, you know, continuing to kick on. Kyogo's Kyogo. There's so much going on. You, you, you're struggling to kind of, you know, land on one favourite to watch because it's... We barely mentioned Greg Taylor. GT. Oh, you know I mean? GT, man. Outstanding. Great performance. Yeah, yeah. so some brilliant Great. stuff. I mean, Paddy, you touched on Livingston. Though. They are an opponent we've struggled against at times. Mm -hmm. And I think we drew one each with them just around about this time last year at Celtic Park, the game where Jack and Marcus missed that penalty mm -hmm. right at the end. So we have had our issues, but... We've spoken about the evolution of this Celtic side. Will it be a very different story this time around? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, a, not just a strong performance, but a, a real doing. A real doing. doing. Yeah. They've, they've, they've found different ways to unlock different types of setups. It's a, this is sounding arrogant, but it's a how would you like to be beat kind of situation. Um, if you go super defensive, we've got something for that. If you go super physical, we can deal with that. We've got ideas for all these things. But they haven't even seen some of the players we're going to bring on. You know, I, I, I really think there's so much talent in that squad. Um, we'll be well ready for that. Yeah, David Martindale will not be happy, Paddy. Um, get him on the podcast. Aye, aye. Get him on the show. That he's, <laughs> he's, he's loves a, going on the see podcast of teams he doesn't support. He's a real Scottish football kind of guy. Um, okay, so let's just cut to the chase and go to the scoreline predictions for this one. I'll come to you first, James. So, Ahak Zabanovic, hat-trick and 2-0 Celtic. 4-0. 4-0 Celtic. Paddy? 5-0. No, oh, calm down. Hey, hey, hey. Calm down, Paddy. Calm down. Uh, calm down, Paddy. I'm raising you. Six now, Celtic. Oh, hey, now. Six now, Celtic. I just think it's the way it's going just now. I, I feel like the, the, the sensible one. one eh? What have I done to you? <laughs> what have I done to you two? The, the, the balanced guy gives the 4-0. The I just think you just can't see anything from Livingston against Celtic. And it's, it's almost... We're playing different sports than them at this moment in time. So, um, big, big night against Real Madrid. And obviously, a lot will come down to how the players respond to that, whatever the result may be. But that's why we've got this squad and that's why this rotation that, that you speak of, Paddy, will kick into gear and we'll see a very hungry and a very capable Celtic side, whoever Ange picks for that one. So, yep, a four or five and a six now. Ever, ever the optimists. James, a very busy show, as mentioned at the top, but your final comments as we head into another huge week for Celtic. I think this is as excited and as happy as I've been as a Celtic fan in all my years <laughs> following them. Um, the only thing that can come close to it really is things like centenary seasons and Martin O'Neill and Seville. It's it's in that uh, genre. There's a lot more to be achieved, and I think we will achieve more with Ange. But yeah, I know it's it's a wee bit boring to say the same thing week after week. But as I've said, you know, just enjoy it, boys. Yeah, and time, girls. time to get excited, as Muff says. I mean, Paddy, it's, it's true. We're in. In the bigger picture, this is the infancy of what Ange Postacoglu brings to this side or, or any side that he's involved with. And if the last 12 months and even the last five, six weeks are anything to go by, we're in for something really special, aren't we? He's got a full stadium sitting at the edge of their seat. Mm -hmm. I just think the turnaround of one season is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and we won last season. I, I say that as if we didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, um, yeah, I... I'm so taken aback with how well we've been playing, um, especially Saturday there is one of the most convincing victories I've seen from us um, in a long time. And I, I include just the, the challenges that we had under Rodgers as well, some of the games. That's supposedly the team that they think is, is strong enough to go and, and compete against us. COVID was different. COVID, COVID's massive part to play in that I mean, season. Um, look across Europe and who won their uh, respective, exactly. and who didn't win last year exactly you know? exactly so yeah big factor for me is that if this is the infancy as you say to you know then my god it's exciting 
Yeah, absolutely, Paddy. So this week, we'll see Celtic go head-to-head with arguably the biggest side in world football, and it's the one we've all been waiting for for a long, long time. There's genuine confidence between Ange, the players and the fans that we can go and show just how good a side we're becoming, and with a roaring Celtic Park crowd behind the team, then you never know where that may take us. Thanks to Paddy and James for joining me in today's show, and as always, our thanks to you for tuning in. Remember to sign up at theCelticExchange.supercast.com to get your free seven-day pass of the Celtic Exchange Plus and to catch up on the various additional shows that we're producing there this week. But in the meantime, from all of us here, we'll see you again very soon. Network.